When I was growing up in Houston, Texas, my grandfather was the pastor emeritus of our church. And one of the things I learned that a pastor emeritus does is officiate a lot of funerals. So it was very common on a Friday night for my siblings and me to load up in their car, go to the Forest Park funeral home, and watch a visitation. And then we'd go get pizza afterwards. But what was interesting to me as I think back to some of those visitations is I would sit back on a couch in the back of the room and as I'd watch people come up and talk to the family, one of the refrains that I would commonly hear is, he was the same man the day he died as the day I met him. He was so constant. And I started to think about that phrase this week and what I decided is, I hope that no one says that at my funeral. Because if I'm the same man today as I was 20 years ago or even one year ago, I don't think I've taken into account the context that I'm living in and think how I need to adapt to make sure that I can lead people more effectively. You know, we're still on our journey about thinking about small steps on the long runway of God's purpose. And we've been looking at four forces that help to shape our leadership story. We've looked at availability, action, Today we'll look at adaptability, and then we'll look at accountability. But it's important to think about how can we think about a different way for us to adjust to the circumstances that we're in to be able to lead. And so when we think about someone in the Bible who clearly had to make an adjustment, Paul comes to mind. In Acts 9, we see his conversion on the road to Damascus. And just think about the fact that before that had happened, he had been terrorizing Jewish people who were following the way to eventually becoming the primary voice for our faith to the Gentile world. How does that happen? Well, it happens because Paul was willing to be very adaptable in the means that he used to bring Christ's message to people. And so that's where we want to start, thinking about how we can be adaptable around the means that we use to lead. And so let's jump into 1 Corinthians 9 to see what Paul says. He says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. So when we think about how we adapt, one of the things that's very clear to me in Paul's letter to the Corinthians is that we have to set aside certain ways that we act. And one of the ways that we see that playing out is setting aside the comfort of certainty. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Oftentimes, I think that we look at certainty about some things that are non-essential in our lives, and we use them as a security blanket. We are comfortable with who we are. We are comfortable with what we know. We are comfortable with how we should act. And we've used the certainty of what we think as a way for us to be able to just step aside and not engage with others who might hold different ideas about things. One of the things that I've noticed in my life is that I've become much more willing to take a position of certainty as I've grown older as I did when I was young. And in doing that, what I think I've done is started to isolate myself from people who I might be called to lead in a different way. So let me tell you how this has played out for me. 
When I was in college 25 years ago, I was so excited when a professor invited me to a small dinner that was going to be a debating society dinner. And I got there and it was so interesting. There were some state legislators from North Carolina there. There were ministers. There was a president of a university. And I thought, this is going to be such a great, interesting evening. And as we started to go around, what I realized in the middle of the conversation is that we were there to debate the legalization of recreational drug use. And everybody at the table thought that was a good idea, except for me. As we went around, I realized that I was going to have to make a statement. And by the time it came to me, I said, you know, why would we spend so much time thinking about this issue when the real issue is how do we create opportunities for people so they don't have time for recreational drug use? But what was interesting about that is even though I was at a table with 12 people who thought nothing like me, the tone of the conversation, the winsomeness of how we interacted with each other was still friendly and allowed us to be able to have community that evening. I had a different perspective, but I didn't change the way that I thought about them as individuals. I wanted to know more about them. I wanted to reach out and I wanted to have community with them. So what's happened to me as I've gotten older is I've realized that if I had been asked to a table like that today, I might not be as willing to engage with that group because I'm more resolute in my positions. I'm more resolute in what I think. And as I've done that, I've started to back away from being able to sit down with others who hold different views than I do to make sure that I could find a way that I could participate in their story. You know, As that's happened over time, one of the things that is sad to me is I look back on some of the friendships in my life and some of the relationships with people that I've had, and while they were once robust and strong, we have let non-essential issues get in the way of us being able to play a role in each other's lives. And so I just want to ask you, is there someone like that in your life? Is there somebody who you've kind of broken off a relationship with or you're not as deeply engaged with, a friendship that you've just let fall to the side because you've got differences over things that really don't matter? I think what Paul would say in the way that he adapted himself to the Jewish people that he was living with, to the Gentiles that he ministered with, is that the ability for us to put aside some of the certainty, the habits of certainty that really aren't essential and still find ways to engage with people is so important for us to be able to lead them in a different way. So I think we're called to set aside the habit of certainty in non-essential things. But I think that Paul also calls us to set aside the comfort of position. You know, he writes, to the weak I became weak to win the weak. Well, none of us likes to be in a position of weakness. And I think so often we think about the fact that we've worked hard to establish our position in our community, in our church, in our relationships. Why should we have to stoop down to a position of weakness? Well, what's interesting to me is that Paul didn't write, to the strong, I became strong to win the strong. Now, I think that that's implied that we should always look at ways to be able to be relevant and be able to minister to others. But he specifically called out this idea of becoming weak to be able to serve the weak. You know, I think a lot about a ministry that we're involved in as a family called Johnny and Friends. And every summer, The staff at Johnny and Friends puts on a fantastic camp for families who have children or adults with disabilities. And they get to participate in all of the typical summer camp activities, even though they're disabled. 
and the short-term missionaries that come alongside serve these folks to be able to make sure that they can truly take advantage of all of those same same things that we would have enjoyed at a summer camp. So my kids love to work the fishing activity. And I have a picture in my mind of all of the people who come down to fish, and some of them are in wheelchairs or some of them are in braces. And my son, John, who helps them, has to take his position of normally being able to stand up and fish and lean over and lean down to be able to help the person fish. And what's interesting to me is I think that's a perfect picture for how we need to think about serving others. Are we willing to lean down? Are we willing to get down at their level? Not in a condescending way, not in a way that says that they're any less than we are, but be able to meet their needs where they are. Sometimes adapting that position is uncomfortable. But I think it's so clear that our mindset should be, how do we do that for the other person rather than thinking about ourselves? That's the way that we set aside the comfort of position so that we're able to be adaptable in a way that will allow others to follow us as we think about our leadership stories. So it's so clear to me that Paul wants us to set aside some of those behaviors in order to be adaptable. But the other thing that's very clear to me is he wants us to step up. He wants us to step up in our knowledge of how we can be more relevant to the people and to the world around us. In verse 22, he goes on to say, I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. You know, for us to be adaptable and for us to be relevant to people so that we can intervene in their lives and that we can become a part of their leadership stories, I think it is so essential that we go in with a mindset of being able to relate to them and understand their lives. And sometimes that means that we have to learn new things. That means that we have to take on new perspectives to be able to, again, meet them where they are. My example this year is very simple. I have two daughters that love to TikTok. And I don't know if that's even a verb, but they use TikTok. So they've learned how to do the dances, put it on TikTok and go. Well, if I want to be able to be relevant in their lives right now, I better have some moves. And so I won't show them to you, but one of the things that we do in our house a lot is we TikTok together. And I just use that as an example where that's something that's very uncomfortable. It's very unnatural to me, but I needed to do that to be able to insert myself in their story in a relevant way. So let me ask you, where do you see people that you'd like to be able to lean into, to be able to play a role in their leadership story, where you need to just take a different piece of knowledge or a different activity, or a different hobby to a new level so that you can have that kind of relationship with them. You know, I think if we become so staid in our ways, so static in the things that we know and the things that we do, we lose out on the ability to be able to intervene in an interesting way in people's lives. So let's use this as a chance to look at those relationships that we need to foster, the ones where we need to step in, and ask what's the time that we need to take to make ourselves more relevant, more knowledgeable, and more accessible to those people so that we can play a role in their leadership story. So we're called to set aside certain behaviors. We're called to step up and learn new things so that we can be adaptable. 
But I think it's really important to also recognize that while Paul calls us to adapt the means, he is clear about one other thing. In adapting, we have to also affirm the ends. And so I love the verses that follow this call that Paul had given us because it's that great picture of the race. And so if we go to chapter 9, verse 24, it says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. We're called to run a race, and that race is laid out before us, and the goal of the race never changes. The goal of the race is to bring people to Christ. And so as we adapt the ways that we reach out to people, I think it's so important to affirm the goal that we have, and that's to make our leadership stories be so compelling and so relevant to others that they can't help but see Christ in our stories. Our relationship with Christ becomes the North Star that we point people to as we have the chance to impact them in their lives. Now, if the leadership story is about taking small steps on that long runway, we'll have several opportunities to be able to interact with people. And the question that I would have for you is as you think about the ways that you can influence people and that you can impact them in their own stories, are you doing it in a way that then allows the doors to be open for you to point them to your North Star? Are you affirming the goal that through all of these things that we're called to do, through all of these ways that we're called to lead, yes, we can strengthen organizations. Yes, we can make the world a better place. Yes, we can do things that can impact our communities and our church. But at the end of the day, all we have are a series of results that don't ultimately give people an insight into our relationship with Christ and the importance of his role in our lives. I think we've missed out. So we want to be adaptable to give ourselves permission to have the influence in people's lives. But we have to do it with an eye towards affirming that North Star, affirming his role in our lives in everything that we do. And so if we affirm the ends, if we're committed to that purpose, we also have to be committed to the principles. Paul goes on to write, Therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So in affirming the ends, we're called to center on purpose, pointing people to our North Star. But I think we're also called to center on principles. You know, if you spend time in God's word, you know what those nuggets of truth are that are essential to our faith. You know what those nuggets of truth are that allow you not to be disqualified for the prize because of something that you believe. You know, we are so fortunate to have God's grace that can wash away the sin that has gotten in the way of our leadership stories. But in doing that, I don't think we can abandon the principles that allow us to have a very clear path for what it means to live in a way that honors and glorifies God. So in adapting to the means that we use, we never walk away from the principles that are core to being able to live in a way that honors God. You know, this is really hard 
In the environment that we live in today, it is so much easier to just kind of step back and surround ourselves with people who have the same core principles and the same core beliefs. And we shouldn't abandon those core principles and beliefs. But if we don't find ways to adapt to the means, if we don't have ways that we can insert ourselves into people's stories, I think we miss Paul's admonition to become like those around us in a way that is winsome, in a way that is friendly, in a way that allows us to be able to find common ground on things that we can agree upon, and then use that as a way, again, to point people to the North Star of Christ. So I've got to ask you, have you fallen into a rut about surrounding yourselves with people who just look and feel and act and believe like you do? Or do you need to ask yourselves, how can I adapt? How can I make some changes in the way that I set aside some of the behaviors that are non-essential to my life and step up in a way that makes myself more relevant to open up doors for opportunities to lead? When we do that, we will never be able to say to someone that we were the same person today as we were five years ago or even a year ago. And we'll also be able to make sure that we can say that we never rusted out because we were always moving, always acting in a way that leads people to Christ.